So um, this morning, um, we are finishing, we're ending up um, in S35, our identity series. Um, the, the one last thing I want to say just before we start is that I really felt coming in here, I thought, if you've met in here before, um, you know, it can be like, oh, um, it's, it's like yeah, we've, we've moved on, we've moved downstairs. Um, but, um, you know, I just really felt the Lord said, you're different people. So, um, you're a different people who you were um, the last time we met in here. So, I just love that because he's just doing, he's just developing us, he's just growing us. So, um, this, um, this week is the last in our identity series. And over um, the last um, few months, we have just been looking at what does it mean to be um, just understanding um, who we are in Jesus and, uh, and asking him, you know, do you really love me um, and are you proud of me? Um, and I hear that last week you were talking about how to make bread with poo. Um, I wasn't in, but that'll be the last time that Ben speaks, right? Um, but, um, no, I think you were looking at Ezekiel and just rising to be um, the army um, that we're called to be. Once we know who we are, um, whose we are and what we carry um, and how important. Um, because we are coming into the Christmas season, you can see that this morning we're looking at gifts. And um, I even brought a little gift, a little, a little gift that I'm going to set here because the anticipation sometimes of a gift, gosh, I, I have nowhere to put it, but you can see it. I'm going to put it here. Um, is uh, is just lovely sometimes, even more than than opening it, right? Um, and I was sort of curious to say, um, to have a think about where the idea of gift giving came from. And uh, I understand it came from the Netherlands, um, who who sort of made like crafted gifts beautifully, um, and gave thoughtful presents. Um, but I understand that that then moved over to America. And, uh, and gift-giving um, became um, bigger in America as um, there actually seemed around the winter period um, the agricultural farmers and the people moved into the cities and actually were, were experiencing a lot of poverty and a lot of, a lot of social need. And, uh, and what happened was um, in the early 1800s, um, they decided to, to start these festivals, this, this celebration of um, the tradition of Christmas, but also um, let's start going with this um, gift and commercialism got in on that in the 1940s um, as a way to keep people off the streets and let's try and keep people safe and stop these revolts. And I, I don't know what you think about that, but for me, um, I think there's probably something I just want to ponder on a little more with the fact that our response to poverty and social need was and let's play it safe and gather in. Um, saying that, um, I love gifts <laughs> and I love receiving gifts and I think it is one of my prime love languages and I keep on hinting and I'm so delighted that you're in here, Ben, this morning <laughs> and I get to say it again. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, maybe for you, you know, you love that sort of anticipation of opening 
um, opening up the box and saying, um, oh gosh, what it is said, and then having that moment of, you know, you want to have the right response, right? Maybe for you, um, Ben has definitely had this face um, over the years of, oh my goodness, that wasn't on my list, and um, what are you doing? Um, and uh, and this one I just love because it's like what, you know, as a parent you just want your child to have that face when they open open presents and uh, yeah the anticipation um, of the gift and, um, and this year um, my family, well actually every year since we've been married um, we have been doing Secret Santa, I don't know, hands up if anyone else does Secret Santa in your families right, and, uh, and it's just a really good way and at the beginning when we were first married um, you know we, uh, we did a Secret Santa with 50 pounds, and that was actually okay, right? Because you got, you know, some nice vouchers, and, and the two of us got to, got to benefit. As you have more children, and the Secret Santa Alliance stays the same, you're looking at a tenner, and you start to think, um, oh, you know, what, can, what am I going to get out of this? What's in this? Um, what's in this for me? And, and I told some people that, and they're quite mortified that, um, oh my goodness, your secret Santa just divides out. But uh, for my sister, it stays the same. It just seems not fair. Um, or maybe, um, you know, I had this friend, um, and uh, we would go to a carol service on Christmas Eve, and uh, we would say, look, we're not, we're not doing gifts. We're not, we're not doing that this year. And the carol service would end. It would be like a little midnight service. And she'd be like, oh, hold on a wee minute. Just hold on a wee minute. There's something in my car. And you'd be like, no. <laughs> we said we weren't doing this. And then this gift would come out and be like, oh, thank you. And then you'd be rushing around, you know, on Christmas Day, going, what, what can I give her? <laughs> and uh, and I was reading in the Tesco magazine. I used to do the Tesco club card magazine. And it says, you know, make sure you have about five extra gifts or something, you know, just, just in case. And it's that obligatory gift, isn't it? Like, I've got to have something to give back. And, uh, you know, what can we get out of this? Like, what are, what are we getting out of this? Some people give gifts to receive, right? And, uh, and, and I got to thinking, you know, um, that new phrase, what am I going to get? What am I going to get out of this? Um, and uh, that can happen throughout life can't it like we can go into work and we can you know do a little extra R or a little extra bit of work and we'd be like but what's that what am I going to get out of that is that going to put me in a little higher higher stance there um what am I going to get out of this if I do this extra day in work what am I going to get out of this if I if I say hi and if, if I actually greet my co-workers with a smile this morning what's what's in there for me what about um, in your marriage, you know, or in your relationships? Like, how often do we think, you know, mm, if I pick up your slippers this morning, um, what am I going to get out of this? You know, if I, um, if I put all the breakfast on the table and serve everybody their dinner, what am I, what's in it for me? Friendships. If I drop that little card, that little note through their door, that would take me a little bit extra time, but in it for me? You know? Do you get where I'm going? I think sometimes even like for me with worship and church, that was my story a bit. I would come along to church and I'd be like, 
Impress me, church. What's in this for me? What's the coffee like? <laughs> What's the talk like? And worship? Like, you know, God, meet me in worship. Like, what, what kind of songs are they playing? What kind of um, way am I, am I being allowed to get into this? Um, this worship, and, and sometimes I'll come away and be like, oh, that was uh, just, you know, it didn't come for me, you know, no, it didn't, and yet the angels hear them, they worship before, so that's part of my story of just being dissatisfied or, or just um, feeling, what's in, what's in it for me, maybe it's serving, why, why would I give my time to serve in a kid's room, why would I give my time to serve and welcome people on the door, I mean, I kind of like my Sunday morning, like relaxing at home with my club card magazine and a coffee, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, what's in it? What's in it for me? And uh, you know that we phrase like Jesus is the reason for the season, um, and uh, you know, like it's cheesy, but but do we do we really believe that Jesus is the best gift? for us that we could ever receive you know um if if we get like a new um pair of boots or a new a new dress or a new game or um something and we're like here like you know this is amazing we want to share it don't we like you know you come along you're like i got this do you like it um you know we share it and uh, I've got a new car, go and see it, do you want to see it? I'll show you all about it, I'll show you the front of it, show you the wheels, show you every little area, yeah, like, it, we, show, we show it off because we know it's good and we want to share it, we want to share goodness. Jesus is the best gift, do we share him? So just ask yourselves, how many people have I shared this great gift with this week? And that's not from a point of saying, Oh my goodness, we're terrible. It's from a point of saying, if he's the best gift for us, then we want to share him. Is he the best gift? Um, whenever you open uh, a great gift, you know, there's this anticipation, isn't there? There's this, um, and, uh, and we know when it's a good gift, don't we? We're like, yes! You know, is Jesus the best gift? Jesus' gift, the present of his presence. Um, we've just, we've become a bit of, like consumers. I think that wee story that I told you, just that like, history behind gift giving and the history behind um, gift giving around Christmas is just helpful to know because um, sometimes we think we're making all these choices in our culture, but actually we're just being drifted by the tide of our culture and we sort of turn into consumers um, and, uh, and, and not necessarily creators, which is actually what we're made to be like because we are children of the great creator. So what is your posture what does your posture look like in work, in church, in friendships, in serving? You know, what does it look like? I am all for 
um, boundaries and time investment and thinking wisely about playing up that. But the words lavishly serving came to mind as I was, I was preparing this. What does it mean to lavishly serve? You know? I remember, um, it must have been um, a couple of years ago and somebody had said to me, you know, <clears throat> I didn't get a cup of tea. I didn't get a cup of tea offered to me at the door this morning, or um, I didn't. Uh, I, I wasn't really welcomed very well. Or, um, and, and I remember thinking, you know, I just turn that. Did you welcome? Did you offer a cup of tea? Um, you know, it's, it's that consumer mentality, isn't it? Okay. So. <laughs> Or sometimes, <laughs> it's really not been. He, he does like some of his gifts, right? Right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, but does it sometimes feel like Jesus is the best gift, question mark? And we, we look at what Jesus has for us in the box and we go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, like we're just, I'm not sure what to do with that. I'm not sure if I want all of that. Um, and I suppose I just want to encourage us this morning that, um, you know, there's more. If this is how you feel, let's be honest with it. This is how I feel about Jesus. You know? There's more. Because that feeling, and I want you to do now a little um, exercise of just thinking about a time that you received one of these whopper gifts, one of these gifts that you're like, oh, I love it. So just take a moment. And I want you to think about what you did in that moment, what your body did. I want you to think about what your, your heart did, what went on. Who was around you? What it must have felt like for the gift giver. And Jesus has more for us today. Jesus has more. If it doesn't feel like that when we're receiving Jesus, he has more. If we, if we don't know, if we're not sure about who we are, um, if we if we don't know about who he is, if we don't come from, um, if it doesn't come from um, peace, doesn't come from that relationship. If joy doesn't come from that relationship, um, we'll really struggle knowing who we are, and so our identity will be really in question. Our identity stems from that relationship. Yeah, I'm just going to take a wee moment just to invite Holy Spirit, just to, to, to do a little um, unveiling as well, okay? So we're just going to pray in a moment. Yeah, Lord, we just thank you because you are the best gift. Sometimes we have to just believe that. But Holy Spirit, I believe that you want to do more this morning and just lift the little bit on the gift 
that there's more than what you've got and you have settled for before. That there's more to who you are, Jesus. Amen. So Jesus um, is the gift that keeps on giving. Right, because um, you know there is the, there are those times, and you're like, oh man, I feel really dry. It does not feel like a good gift for me this morning. But He is the gift that keeps on giving. His presence is with us, and we can wait on Him. And Holy Spirit just loves to remind us how much He loves us. Jesus was all in your yesterday. You see, yesterday He was all over it, and you see tomorrow He's got that. And he is there. He is the Alpha and the Omega. And you see today, he's right in this room with us. He's with us. Um, I remember whenever, um, it, was, it was a couple of years ago, I think it was before we had children. And um, I uh, designed this treasure hunt for one of ben, Ben's birthdays. And, uh, and every time we went um, to, we got to one of the, the treasure bits. You know, we got to enjoy that um, what was it, like Hilden Brewery, um, Pirate Adventure Club, we got to enjoy those things, but then there was more, and there was even more, um, and the, the day just um, kept on going, it was just this journey of adventure and of anticipation, and it was really good fun, and uh, you know, that's what Jesus has for us, he has this journey, he has this journey um, of adventure and of anticipation. He's the gift that keeps on giving. And I want us to turn to, you don't really need to, um, Mark 12. And uh, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of talk about Messiah. Who is the Messiah? And Jesus is in the temple and, and he starts to lift the lid. You know, the Jews were waiting on, uh, on a king from the Davidic line and, and, uh, and Jesus was speaking with all this authority and, uh, and there were heads turning and, and questions going around. And uh, let's read it. Um, while Jesus was teaching in the temple courts, he asked, why did the teachers of the law say that the Messiah is the son of David? David himself, speaking by the Holy Spirit, declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? And the large crowd listened to him with delight. Jesus just started to lift the lid on who the Messiah was. He was saying, look, he's superior to David. Yes, he comes from his line, but he's superior. He actually embodies um, the, the Israel's God, Yahweh. He embodies him. And, uh, yeah, the word Messiah um, actually means, like, um, squash, like, squash to squash oil. And, uh, and Jesus is coming, and he's saying, I have authority because I am the Messiah. I have embodied um, Yahweh. I have embodied um, Israel's God. And here I am today in flesh from the Davidic line and from, from the line of David. And here I am. And therefore, I can speak 
with authority. And the large crowd listened. They didn't just listen and go, oh. They listened with delight. Oh, could this be? There's more, isn't there? As he taught, Jesus said, watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogue and the places of honour at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. These men will be punished most severely. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put into the treasury, um, has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all give out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in everything all she had to live on. The other ones were putting, um, were putting in um, out of the excess. And I felt there was a real challenge in here even just for materials, just for our finances, is sometimes what we do um, is measure out. Well, you know, this is for the mortgage and this is for the bills and this is, and Jesus, you can help us. And, uh, and I felt there was a challenge in that. This is not what she did. This is, she, she put it in. This was a free will offering. She didn't have to. She just poured it in. Two coins um, that weren't worth much at all, but probably could have got her a piece of fruit or something. Um, yeah. Just like Jesus, the widow embodied um, giving, right? This is, this is what it looks like. We give our whole selves. We give our whole selves. And Jesus gave his whole self. The present. Um, so in here I have um, little pennies. And I just want you to um, hold on to it and keep it in your pocket. Put it in diet coat, make it go really shiny. Um, but I want it to be a little reminder to you um, about just, you know, what is it? What are we given? Before I pass around the pennies, um, I did this story with the kids last week. And this is what they came up with, of what they could give, of what their offering could be. Because around Christmas, you know, it's all, it can be all about getting, can't it? So they said, you know, we could listen. Um, we could love. We could give. And then they had this little phrase, um, I think it was Gabrielle, go widow, go widow. Um, and uh, it was just brilliant, this little chant. Um, and, uh, and there's some money in there as well, because um, that's just kind of where they were coming from too. But go widow, we should all be like the widow. That's what they said. But um, yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass this round. If you just take a wee penny and, uh, and really just keep it somewhere, um, that over the next the next week um, we'll just remember right well 
where is my heart on this, right? This isn't about giving more to church. This isn't about giving more materially. This is about where our hearts are at. We give in response to what he has done for us, right? I felt, um, I, I mentioned this in Life Grip this week, and I really um, felt it was important that we all hear. There is a price tag that you wear. There's a price tag that you wear. There's a value on your life. And often, um, and that price tag um, is Jesus. Jesus died for you. And that is priceless, really, isn't it? But often we can try and earn that and change that price tag, change that worth by how much we serve, by how much um, we spend time reading the Bible, by how much we give, um, we can try and change that and try and go over it with tipex, but it just can't be changed. There's a value on your life and it's his life and that's there. And if we understand that and we get our value, that he is crazy about us and he loves us from the top of our head to the tips of our toes, then we are free. Then we are free to give we are free to be who he has created us to be. And I think that's something that if we can get our value, if we can understand our value, then we don't just drift along with culture. We don't conform. We're not meant to conform. We're meant to be renewed and we're meant to be creators. We were born for more. Don't conform. Because if you know your value and you know your worth, then what other people think of you and what other people are doing and getting on with really doesn't matter and really won't affect you. But that little fish has got to spend time with their maker to know this is who I am. This is who I was meant to be. This is what I was born for. He offers you freedom. Um, I used to misunderstand freedom a bit and say, I want to be a free bird. And, uh, and somebody actually, you know, corrected me um, lovingly and, uh, and gave the analogy of a plastic bag. The plastic bag watched other plastic bags being filled um, with groceries and all. Oh dear, imagine being filled with groceries. Look at them. I am free in the wind and I am sailing. And then a car came along and just caught it in the grill and it just remained wrapped and, and it wound the car grill and just stuck. Stuck. Thought it was, was free but had no purpose and became an old plastic bag. I think Is It Mugabri Prison was on the news recently because it's getting a lot of extensions and it's getting um, revamped and we were sitting watching watching this and we're like, oh, that looks nice. Um, because, uh, you know, that's, it's, it's really quite quite plush. Um, I wonder, um, and we did have a joke, maybe this is wrong, we did have a joke, but you know, um, you know, we could maybe go there one night, you know. Um, but actually, you know, it's false freedom, isn't it? What we think is freedom is not freedom. And it actually leaves us trapped. And we all have those things that we think, oh, when I'm rich, 
I'll be free because our feelings are choiceless. When I'm when I'm married, I'll be free. That'll be the moment because <coughs> I have to stop looking and you know there'll be freedom. When I'm divorced, the other side of that, when I'm divorced, I'll be free. I'll be done. When I'm retired, I'll be free. When I'm boss, when I've made it, I'll be free. <coughs> Guys, let's not waste our lives, huh? Let's not waste our lives. Because that's false freedom. And you'll find that when you get there, it won't have life. It won't be life-giving for you. Know the value on your life and know freedom. Freely you have received, freely give. If we give before we receive, we'll burn out. If you give out of this place of, I must earn my value, I must change that price tag, we'll burn out. And we'll, it's, it's false freedom, it's, we won't find it. But if we receive, and then we give, and we receive, mm. and we give, and we receive and we give, and that is our rhythm. Jesus, do you love me? Are you proud of me today? Good, I know who I am. Let's go. I can give. I'm brimming to give. Ask Jesus to lift the carpet, you know, on some things that are there, some, some of the dirt. You know, this week, um, you know, I just got the carpet lifted a bit more. I was like, God, just lift, lift the carpet on some, some stuff. And he said, yeah, Rebecca, there's this in your life. And I'm not, that, that there's more freedom for you. There's always more freedom. Until we get to, to be with him, there is always more freedom. Let's go for it. And you know, the best thing you can do is just say yes. You know, let's go for it. Let's get more freedom. Always C.S. Lewis quote, right? It's when we notice the dirt that God is most present in us. It's the very sign of his presence because he wants us to know more freedom. He wants us to know fullness. If Jesus is the best gift, the wow gift, have we fully received him? Does he have more? So I wanted to be very real as well and say that, you know, even whenever we're, we're asking God and we're wanting to be, um, you know, oh God, you know, I love you, I I just think you're brilliant and and um, we're in that relationship and we're having that conversation and then this little thought of you are brilliant comes along. Then we just need to go, you know, that's Rebecca Faf, right? And so I say that to Jesus and I say, Jesus, that's my Faf, like just deal with that because we just need to be aware that sometimes that, that little bit of yes, you know, or if you do this, then this could happen or um, let's just be aware of what comes in and catch it and say, do you know what? We're real people and we bring our stuff and we're broken, but he's got more healing for us. If Jesus is the best gift, then who have we shared him with? Matthew 10. Jesus called his 
twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. He said, as you go, proclaim this message. You know, and proclaim this message really was like, teach this, but also live it, right? So live this. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. Jesus taught his 12 disciples who who they were, who they were in him. They knew um, who they were. They obviously had moments of real, ah, I need to know again. And that's like us. We'll just have moments where we'll go, I need to know. And that's why the wee rhythm of every day is so good. Jesus has so much in that treasure hunt idea for us. The gift that keeps on giving. And the other thing is once that we once we have received from him, when we give it away, you are even more blessed. Right? When we give what we have away, we are even more blessed in return. This has been my story that anything that I've felt that Jesus has done with me, um, and I've given it away. Um, he just does even more with me, right? So um, just let's get into the practice of not holding things, but, you know, but sharing them. And uh, and as a church, let's get into the practice of that as well. Let's just get used to giving what we have, resources. Let's just give. And we'll, we'll receive more and we'll be okay. We flourish in his presence and we become our best selves that are reliant on nothing that the world can give. Imagine being reliant on nothing that the world can give because we are content with him, with our best gift, with Jesus. I came across um, this new poem that I felt was relevant. Let me shuffle. Jars of water that don't quench. Step back from these jars of water that don't quench. You say, I've called you to more. You see the jars lie in broken pieces, scattered around. These jars I had filled with empty treasures, paths going nowhere, and temporary treasure and pleasure. I kept revisiting the jars for my thirst. It was strong, but the jars never seemed to quench it. Enough, you said, as you broke each one. I died for this. I died for you. There's power for you to walk this through. It's in me, he said, the answer lies to your inner heart's plea and your soul's cry. Look to other things no more. I'll be here every time you knock at my door. The answer lies in me, he cried. Stop looking for life in the jars. They're dry. 
Come to me and live in power. Find adventure for every hour. I looked at him deep in his eyes and then I knelt, realizing the release that I felt. I'm free to be me, to dance, to sing, to write. He saved me on my darkest night and the night for men was bright. And maybe like you, you know, you were looking in different places for freedom, but it's false. Or maybe you're trying to quench thirst and you're like, oh, it just doesn't seem to hit it. He's got more. John Wimber has this um, nice little phrase. I am loose change in his pocket. And he can spend me any way he likes. I wonder for you, does that petrify you? Or does it excite you? Where are you coming from this morning? If we're not free in him, then we're not free to be spent. We're not free to know true peace and joy. And he's got so much to give and to use us for. As church, yeah. And also in our own, like, wherever we are. In our jobs, in our families over Christmas, right? In our friends. In our, um, in our school, in our university. I'm loose change in his pocket and he can spend me as he likes. So um, as we come to the end of this morning, um, if you're aware of, you know, some of that stuff of just getting more freedom would be great. Then there's three things I'm going to recommend this morning. Um, and there's no, um, you know, the, these things have just been really helpful to us. Um, and uh, one of them is called Cleansing Streams. I don't know if you're aware of it. Um, it's run by CFC Strandtime. Um, and it goes over, I think, about um, three months um, of uh, meeting in the evenings and, and working through some just... Um, some values, some some things that we gather from life, and uh, and it just breaks off. It just gives you that opportunity. I did it, and it was just fantastic, just to feel like, oh, I have looked at that area, and I have dealt with that area, and the door is closed. And and so that is a great resource, um, and they're just up the road, really. Um, the other one is Gospel of Wholeness, and uh, it's a six-week um, course, and uh, Belfast in your run that and if you are interested in doing that that would be meeting somebody one-on-one whereas cleansing streams there's about like 50 people that go through that at the same time um and uh, gospel of wholeness is more of a one-to-one and it works through a lot of just forgiveness issues and uh and where we go for those empty jars right that um we look to fill us and the other one is sozo and it's run at cfc um strong time as well and uh and it's just an hour and a half, really, um, of journeying um, with 
with Jesus and the Holy Spirit um, and just getting some freedom. So those are some uh, some little tools there. Um, I uh, I think today um, I think the response is just that we know him more, isn't it? He wants to be known. He wants to be known. And I think uh, if uh, if you want to be known in him, let's uh, let's ask him for more.